TC Live with you on a Saturday evening in Basel and Vienna. Saturday afternoon back here in the States, down to the final week of the year in women's tennis. Still a couple of weeks to go for the men, but there is plenty to fight for as we hit the weekend coming up on the show. For whom would the number 13 be lucky? Medvedev Sitsipas meeting for the 13th time. Winner goes to the final in Vienna. Paul Garuna under new management this week. Could coach Boris Becker lead him to the final in Basel? Not if you just watched the match we just showed you. And the groups are set for the WTA's year-end fiesta in Cancun. We'll break down the Elite Eight as the guys tell you which group has the tougher road. All that and more coming your way on this Saturday edition of TC Live. So glad that you are with us as we hit the business end of the tournaments in Vienna and Basel with Nico Pereira and Jaime Arias. I'm Brett Haber. Glad that you're here. You know, Felix Ojeali wasn't even supposed to play this week, and then he looked at his points, and he realized they had a bunch of points to defend from last year when he won those three consecutive titles, including in Basel, so he took the wild card. Uh, pretty good idea, I guess. Well, he was about 50 in the world. That's where he was headed for the end of this year, and this final is going to remedy that slightly as he's defending the points pretty well. He's got one more match to go to get to 500 points, but great idea to have played this week, obviously, for Felix. This is like a flashback to a couple of years ago. I love seeing Felix play with such a confidence, had a bit of a hiccup there to close out the match, but this is a huge win. Holger Rune is one of the guys that had a career year in 2023. All right, we'll show you the highlights from that match in case you missed it coming up in a few minutes, but let's show you some of the earlier matches starting in Vienna. A blockbuster semi between Medvedev and Tsitsipas. Medvedev leads the head-to-head 8-4, but surprisingly, Jimmy, last two meetings on hard have gone to Tsitsipas. What about today? I really like the way Tsitsipas tried to play this match. He was serving and volleying. He was coming in quite a bit. He knew he couldn't just hit straight through Medvedev. Unfortunately for him, he had one loose service game in the first set. He had some chances to break early in the set. Medvedev wasn't playing his best. But from that first four or five games, Medvedev stopped making any errors. And Tsitsipas really was fortunate to even get this to a tie break. He had a couple of break chances against him. One of them, he had a left cord line shank all in one shot to save the break point. They get to extra innings in that second set tie break. But again, Medvedev, once he's in a rally, you know he's locking down. He's not going to make an error. And Sissipas wasn't up to the challenge. Very stingy, just 10 unforced from Medvedev. Here he is on his win and his bloody nose. An awkward medical timeout at a, a difficult moment. But you, again, you dealt with that very impressively. Yeah, win, winter always a little bit more dry. So I bleed from the nose uh, quite often, to be honest. Uh, can be once per day, can be once per week. Today was a day. It's not that easy before you serve. The head is a little bit off, maybe, so I knew I just have to focus even more, and I managed to do it, and I'm really happy. Everybody gets a bloody nose. We don't all get bloody noses while we're trying to win a title uh, indoors <laughs> in Europe. Look, uh, this is the ninth final of the year for Daniil Medvedev now, a guy who's played only 19 tournaments. I know that we're all caught up in who's going to finish number one this year between Djokovic and Alcaraz. Can you envision a world next year where Medvedev reclaims the number one ranking? Definitely. I think he had a career year. He's feeling really, really confident, and his results show it. This is a guy that is going to dedicate himself to make sure he gets to the next level. Alcaraz and Djokovic were just out of this world, but if they come down just a little notch, I think Medvedev is waiting for them right there. I keep waiting for the players to recognize that you can beat Medvedev if you serve and volley. So, so they serve and volley but who's, but who's done it? Alcaraz, okay, Djokovic. It's easier on paper to do than in reality, isn't it? No question about it. But I just 
think that he'll lose some matches to some players if they start doing that. They just have to be willing to do it and learn how to do it. And it's not easy. He's so lengthy and it's it's not easy, but you're not going to beat him from the baseline. It is just too impressive the way his consistency, well, the ball bounces, how penetrating his shots are. He can gauge the speed and he can gauge the uh, topspin and the slice better than most. Everybody said you could beat Rafa by serving and volleying, and nobody ever really did that, and, and they're having a hard time doing it against Medvedev. Well, but Rafa, well. Rafa dips the ball, so it's harder to volley. True. Medvedev's ball should be easy to volley. Obviously, I'm not playing against him to know for sure. <laughs> All right, by the way, Sitsipas now 0-6 against top 10 opponents this year. Second semi in Vienna, also between top 10 players. Nico Sinner, the number four, Rublev, the number five. I love this matchup. I just They have a lot of parallels between these two players. I just feel Sinner has... Up the endy, he goes into the net. He has worked on his serve. And Rublev here with a 5-2 lead in that first set cannot close it. And there you see a typical Rublev outburst. And there it is, Fernando Vicente getting an earful from uh, his protege. We go on to the second set. You see Sinner just going with the flow, much calmer, keeping his emotions in check, doing his thing. I just think he has worked on his game a lot more than Rublev. I would like to see Rublev improve when he's playing inside the paint. But Yannick Sinner, I'll tell you what, this guy is en fuego coming at the right time of the year. Seventh win of the year for Sinner against a top 10 opponent, makes his sixth final of the season. Here's Yannick on his deck. I found the rhythm a little bit, uh, a little bit more, and um, especially in the second set, I was certain for the set, you know, uh, for the match. Then after I, I made a couple of unforced errors, and you know, then the momentum has changed a little bit. I tried to win the the tiebreak, which I felt like I was playing in the right way, and um, no, I'm very happy about the performance. And let's see what's coming tomorrow. That's Medvedev coming tomorrow, and we'll talk about that match coming up. But let's travel 500 miles to the west to Basel, Switzerland. All four quarterfinals yesterday went three sets. What about the semi today, Nico, between Hercoc and Umber? Umber just had a great week on seeded players, and we're, we're taking a, a look at the Auger Runer match. This was the second semifinals in Basel and we were talking about how Auger played unbelievable and how he took it to Rune who just had no answer. It was an early break for Auger and then in the second again. Yeah and I think the issue was Auger Aliassime is a player that even though you see that brilliance on that pass down the line the problem throughout this match for Runa was he just looked as though he was out of it. He was tired. He wasn't able to compete the way he wanted to. Even though his coach Boris Becker was willing him just win one more game, stay close. OJ Aliassime doesn't have a lot of confidence. He never really was able to put that pressure on OJ Aliassime and it was very comfortable. He never yeah. faced a break point until that very last game of the match. Now Hercotch and Umber. What a week for Ugo Umberg, unseated up to this point, but Hercotch Fresh off that win in Shanghai, overtakes Taylor Fritz. And uh, he's looking good at the right time again. This is a guy that added a bigger first serve this season. He's about to reach the 1,000 mark for the first time in his career. Who knew Hubie Hercatch would become that menace with the first serve? Also, a bit more meat on his bone so he can crack the forehand a bit more. No longer. Uh, uh, a counterpuncher, so Ugo Gimbert had to get creative, but Hurkacz is just very solid. This went to a 
third set decider and again the serve doing it for the big Paul who is one step closer to buying a ticket to Turin. So with the Shanghai title now Hercotch has won 10 of his last 11. These now the finals coming your way tomorrow in Vienna. It'll be Medvedev against Sinner episode 8 in Basel Hercotch against FAA. And uh, we talked about Felix having a bit of a resurgence. I want to circle back to Hercotch for a second. So he wins Shanghai. Now he has a chance to win this. He's a guy who kind of hovers between 10 and 20 in the rankings for the most part. Can he be better than that in your mind? Well, I know his coach, Craig Boynton, tells me that nobody can beat Hubie Hercatch. Only Hubie can beat himself because of the weapons with the serve. The problem for Hubie is he gets a little tight on the ground strokes and just starts massaging them. If he would just let them flow, and that's what Craig Boynton keeps saying, if he does... The match is on his racket most of the time. Explain that to me because he's a big dude, right? Six foot five. He's got massive power on his serve, but the forehand, he babies a little bit, doesn't he? Totally. I agree with you guys. And the thing with Hercatch is that he's deceivingly fast for a guy that is six five. He has a great hands. He's not afraid to come into the net. I believe he added that big first serve and the forehand when it goes. But you cannot tell, especially on the clay, when Hubie is going to start leaning a little bit more on that back foot. He starts hitting it off the frame, off the bottom of the racket. And that is something that he's going to have to overcome. And the only way that I believe that's going to happen is, is with confidence. When more matches and beating the big guys. He has to just let it go, but it's yep. easy for us to say. The thing I've never understood is a player that can hit a thousand aces in one year, mm -hmm. you know you're going to hold serve. So why not get aggressive on the return games? I used to have this argument with John Isner all the time because Isner wanted to make returns. And I thought, it's better to miss four returns every game and have one game where you rip four for a winner and you break serve. You only got to make four. They just have to be in the same game. They do. That's the problem with that. This sport is very vexing in that way. <laughs> We've got a lot to get to on this Saturday. TC Live will show you highlights of the Women in Zhuhai Tournament of Champions there. Plus, the women put on the Ritz in Cancun last night. And during the party, the groups were announced for the WTA Finals. We'll show you how everything shook out when TC Live returns. Come on. Back on TC Live, WTA Finals kick off in Cancun, Mexico tomorrow. Last night, the WTA kicked off the championships with their annual gala. Second time in the last three years, the Tour Finals have been held in Mexico, which means that next weekend, someone could walk away with $3 million and a giant sombrero. WTA also announced the two groups for the finals last night. The groups named after towns in the Quintana Roo region of Mexico. The first one, the one that plays tomorrow, is called the, test me on this, Nico, the Bacalar. Doing good. Bacalar group. That's the first one. Arena Sabalenka is the top seed, so she's in there, along with Rabakina and Jesse Pagula and Maria Sakri, who made the field when Carolina Mukova had to drop out. The other group is the, how do you say that? Chetumal. It's just like it say looks. Say that again? Chetumal. Chetumal. And that's Chetumal. got uh, Shviantek and Goff and Jabur and Von Drosevin. So we'll ask the question that we always ask for both the WTA finals and the ATP finals. Which group is the tougher group? Nico, who do you think? I'm going with the one on the right, you know, because of their play in the big tournaments. And this is a huge one. So I have to go with Iga, Coco, Ons, and Marieta. Three of this year's four Grand Slam champions in the right-hand group. Jimmy, is that the tougher group? I mean, I hate to ever agree with Nico Pereira and anything. <laughs> so I mean, probably, but, you know, you got to give some love to the other group as well. Sabalenka, number one in the world. And you have the biggest hitters on that side mm -hmm. of the aisle. Sabalenka, Rabakina, 
Ever and Jesse Pagula is hitting the ball big from the back. So it was the contrarian. Well, that's how he makes all his money. Uh, let's show you the order of play for tomorrow when the Bacalar group starts us off. Pagula and Rabakan will play the opener in singles. Then it's the one against the eight as Sabalenka and Sakari get together. Remember, uh, Jimmy, last year, uh, Jesse Pagula made her debut in these championships, and she went 0 for 0 and 6 in singles and doubles combined. You used to coach Jesse. Would that put a little chip on her shoulder as she goes in it for the second time? I think... Yes, it will. I think she also came in so hot and played so many matches in the fall last year that I think she was just exhausted, as was Coco Golf. She also went 0 for 3 and 0 for 3 in that final. So both of the top Americans are looking for a little revenge this time around. What about Maria Sakri? She was a late add to this field. She was number 9, but when Mukova had the wrist problem that's been plaguing her, she kind of snuck in. Do you feel like you've got house money? That Does that maybe loosen Sakari up well, for this she, week? I think she needs to, and she's a past champion here, so uh, watch out for her. Nothing to lose. Comes in last time. Didn't prepare probably the same way she would have, but there were some indications that she could come in, but she has the goods. If she loosens up, she could beat anybody. Bacalar and Chetumal. How is that? There you go. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying. Much more to come on TC Live. It has become a hot-button issue in pro tennis, and rightfully so. Does the sport need to standardize the tennis ball? Jimmy and Nico will iron this out once and for all. Well, we have reached the climax of the tennis season. There's only one place to watch the action as the final trophies of the year are handed out. Men go to the last Masters 1000 at Parry Bear Sea. WTA finals are in Cancun, and we have got desk talent at both locations this coming week. Danny Kluppinger and worldwide Prakash Amitraj will be in Paris, and Steve Weissman and Coco Vandeweghe will be on the ground in Cancun, sunning it up and following the year-end championships on the women's side. Coverage begins tomorrow as we spin the globe to Zhu. High China, the elite trophy championships for the top 12 who didn't make the WTA finals. Jimmy, I know you're a big fan of this format. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you don't make the finals, you should get your own tournament to, to have a chance to feel good about yourself. And for Hadad Maya, that's exactly what's happened. She has played very well in this consolation event for the year and takes the first set. Kazakina 6-4 and just continues the onslaught, hitting big forehands all week long. She has been very aggressive in her play. Kazakina is a player that counter punches for the most part, and if you're playing well against her, you have an opportunity. Hey, Jimmy, check out this fact. Can you read that? What does it say? Haddad Maya won 80% of her first serve points in this. I'm trying to help you out. Okay. She reaches her first final of the year in her last tournament of the year. Here is a much better prepared Nico Pereira on the other semifinal, an all-Chinese semifinal between Julin and Zhang Chenwen. Well, it is amazing how tennis in China has overtaken in terms of the ladies playing much better than the men. But what a week. For Zhu, she's won some unbelievable matches on her way to the semifinals, and I bet there were some nerves going on here regarding who is going to play the finals. And you can always tell when you play a person from the same country, it's just that little extra. And here we are after Zhang takes the first set, middle of the second, and of course, we would go to a third set where Zhang again takes the early lead. 
and a definitive one at that. At 5-1, she serves for the match and a spot in the finals. How sweet is it to serve up two breaks? No problems to take on the third set. 12 aces for Zhang in the match. She saved 13 of 17 break points, third final of the year for her. And so the final is set and uh, you know, just make it a full day of tennis starting at 3.30 a.m. Eastern time, midnight 30 if you're on the West Coast. You start with this final in China and then you work your way through the men's European indoor finals and then on to the women at the WTA finals in Cancun. Just turn it on and break the knob off on Tennis Channel tomorrow. Time for a little social net. We're going social media on a burning issue in the sport, and this is not a joke. It's really bothering some people, and it's about the tennis ball issue because South African coach Kieran Vorster points out that over the last seven weeks on the ATP Tour, we have had seven different tennis balls, and he notes how that has led to an increase of players in the training room with shoulder issues. Jimmy, this has been a problem for a long time. Do we need to get a standardized tennis ball in this sport for the benefit of player health and safety? I wish Nico would answer this first so I could go on the other side, whatever he says. But <laughs> instead, I am going to go with what I actually think. And I actually think the answer is no. And the reason I'm saying that is already the game is very standardized. The grass courts have gotten slower. The clay courts have gotten faster. The hard courts are slower. So you're seeing a similar style of play always. The balls can be faster. That'll help some players in some weeks. The slower ball will help other players other weeks. I like it to be mixed up, just not. I feel like sections of the year should have the same ball. So if you're leading up to the U.S. Open, same ball. Wimbledon, same ball. French Open, same ball. That type of thing. But you can have different balls within that time frame. Uh, that's the point. Uh, Nico, counterpoint? I just think it's impossible to standardize. You have the, the majors with their own ball deals. You have certain tournaments in certain places with uh, their, their own contracts, and it's just impossible. But 20 minutes after we spoke about it with Mark Pecci a couple of days ago, the rumble started in the, in the player council, and there is something to be done about it. It's just been in the, in the back and rafters, uh, but now it's coming to the forefront. This is from Richard Evans, the very respected journalist and, by the way, Hall of Fame inductee this year, pointing out, as ever, that uh, if you have a question about something that's going on in tennis, follow the money. And as you alluded to, Nico, it has to do with the contracts that the various tournaments have with the different tennis ball companies. You're, you're part of the player council. I, I mean... What can be done? I mean, there could be a uniform contract, right? Couldn't the ATP strike a deal with the highest paying tennis ball company and that's the ball that we use all year? I just think that's very difficult. What I do think that needs to happen, it's that they need to go to the ball uh, companies, the ones that make them, to try to make them a little bit more similar. There's just too much difference when you play with the with the Dunlop or when you play with the Wilson one, it's much heavier, the other one doesn't catch the spin. So they can do that because they make them in the same place. So they should go to them and have a standard in the factory. What's uh, funny to me, sorry to interrupt, but it seems to me the only reason your shoulder would start hurting is because you're using a heavy ball. A light ball, I don't think, would ever hurt your shoulder. I don't think. Well, they complain about on the clay, especially in heavy conditions or when it's wet, that some of these balls, more than in the past, are picking up the moisture, picking up the clay, and becoming hard to hit. Is that not a valid complaint? That is. That's just the heavy ball side of yeah. things. So you could try to get, I think the Dunlop ball is the one that gets pretty heavy. Yes. That they've used quite a bit this year. Just talk to Dunlop and say, hey, take, yeah, a, the take a little felt they off make, the ball. They make them harder so the ball lasts longer. So a lot of people are buying that. 
All right, uh, we haven't solved it. I thought we would solve it right here, and, and darn it, we didn't We didn't solve it. Let's show you the schedule for tomorrow, Championship Sunday. As we mentioned, starts 3.30 a.m. Eastern time with the final at the Elite Trophy in Zhuhai with the women, then a little break before the two men's finals in Vienna and Basel, and then the WTA Finals action kicks off in Cancun, all of it live here on Tennis Channel. All right, time for our hot shot of the day. It comes from the Hercotch umber match in Basel. Jimmy, a little small ball from these two big guys. Yeah, what, what this is, what you're about to see, is two players that are trying to audition for their pickleball career when oh. tennis is over. You have a couple of players, Jack Sock and Sam Query, and this shows you that they can dink it and stay out of the kitchen. As do you know where the kitchen is, be honest? I do. I've played play five times. Okay, now. good. I've played five times. <laughs> And a beauty finisher for her catch in the end. And he won the match in straight sets. Here are your featured matches for tomorrow, beginning in Cancun and ending in Western Europe. The tournament's final in Vienna is Medvedev Center. Final in Basel is Herkach Felix. Then the two round robin matches to begin the WTA finals Rabakina, Pagula, Sabalenka, and Sakari. And we will have all the matches live on Tennis Channel. Let's dig a little deeper into the two men's finals tomorrow in Vienna. We've got Medvedev in center. Medvedev's won six of the last seven meetings. However, it was Sinner who won their last get-together in the final in Beijing just a couple weeks ago. Who do you favor tomorrow? I just think it's a little slow for Sinner. I favor Medvedev. He's just been rock solid the whole week. All right, the other match in Basel is... Wait a uh, minute, sorry. i got to go against Nico. Oh, I was going to get you off the hook for that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to go ahead awesome. and go... Just awesome. because he wants Medvedev, I'm going Sinner. Sinner has hey. been the better player, but the matchup <laughs> normally doesn't favor Sinner, so right. I might be wrong, but I just have to go against Nico, go ahead. All right. Uh, what about the Basel final, Felix and Hercotch? I, I guess the larger question is, does Felix have his mojo back in your mind, or is this a one-off? He doesn't have his mojo back yet. If he beats Hubie in the finals, then I will say he's got the mojo back. I think Hercotch wins that final. Last chance to contradict him for the day. I can't counter if he goes with Hubie. I don't see him losing to Felix. Uh, Felix, it's, it's the aggressor. It's not fast. No one would remember if you, you went the other way. No, Go ahead. No, no, no. You're not going to catch that, That's what Jimmy's whole theory on predictions. You yeah. Make a bold one, and if you're yeah. right, everyone will call you a genius. Exactly. If you're wrong. Nobody ever remembers. Yeah, I forget. So make another prediction. Who's going to win the WTA Finals? Coco Golf. I'm going with Coco. Ooh. Who's going to win the WTA Finals? Coco Golf. Hey, come on. Real. Who's going to Who's going to be her opponent in the final? Oh, you I'm don't remember the groups. There's no way. You're no, gonna I'm going to go with Sabalenka. Golf, golf, Sabalenka for Jaime and Nico. I'm Brett. See you tomorrow. The tennis continues.